Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 312 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a self-taught web developer who provides practical tips and tutorials for beginners in web development, which she shares through her blog posts and her YouTube channel, Coda Coda. So it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Jessica Chan. Hi, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, Jessica, I want to really start and ask you a little bit about your YouTube channel and, and how that actually came about. Yeah, so I I had worked as a web developer for a number of years. Uh, I worked mainly in marketing and advertising. And I'd also, on the side, always had this interest in running my own business, uh, but I didn't really have an idea in mind yet. But I was... <laughs> I was on a trans-Pacific flight to visit a friend in Japan, and while on the flight, I was reading this book called The $100 Startup by Chris Gillibo, and in it, he asked the reader, you know, if you're thinking about a possible business idea, what are you most passionate about? Um, And I realized at that point that as a self-taught developer, I was most passionate about coding because I had just had to figure out a lot on my own. And I felt like I could sort of give back to other people who were also trying to learn web development and sort of help them on their journey so that hopefully they wouldn't have to have quite as painful a a process of learning as I did. So that's kind of how that all started. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. And how long has the the channel been running? Um, How long have I been doing it? Yeah. I started the channel back in 2017 but I think I was maybe more consistent in uploading videos starting in probably 2019. So it's still been a few years. Yes. And in terms of obviously the number of people who actually, you know, listen or sort of watch YouTube, is it, has it been an increasing number of people and do you get engagement directly from that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say that maybe the first two years that I had, the YouTube channel was kind of slow, steady growth. Um, I think I was just looking at my analytics uh, recently and a year ago today, I had about 36,000 subscribers on my channel. And today I have, I just passed 200,000 subscribers. So I've definitely had a huge amount of growth in the past year. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that, that's quite dramatic. <laughs> so <laughs> that really is sort of uh, evidence of if you if you stick to something and keep going, um, yeah, it, it sort of generates momentum, doesn't it? And uh, I think, yeah, consistency is key to that, isn't it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. The, yeah. the, first, the first year or two of anyone, I think, doing a YouTube channel, you're not going to see a lot of growth. So it's important to keep pushing and try not to get too discouraged. Exactly. Right. Okay. Um, Jessica, we're going to talk about obviously careers um, now. So can you maybe give us a bit of a tip um, about career growth, one that the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should be? For sure. Um, So yeah, before YouTube, when I was working as a web developer, I would actually say that communication skills are just as important, if not more important than the actual, you know, coding and technical skills. Obviously, you you need to have a certain level of technical skills, but 
I kind of felt just sort of observing other developers as well as having my own experiences that um, being able to communicate things to, for example, your project manager and other people on your team is just really important. Um, you know, let's say you're falling behind on a deadline, you want to bring that up as early as possible so that your team can sort of figure out a solution to that. Um, and then, you know, other other ways of communicating would be like explaining technical concepts to people on your team who aren't developers. Um, I think that's another important skill that is really good to have, and it'll make you someone that other people want to work with, as opposed to being someone that people try to avoid working with. Indeed. I mean, you're right about communication skills. Obviously, that that is a, a very important part of particularly tech jobs, I think. And, and as you say, being able to sort of explain concepts and technologies to people from different areas and, and maybe different different industry sectors and, and different levels as well. You've got to be able to sort of tailor how you communicate to people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I totally agree. And obviously the, the different forms of communication are, are quite key to that as well. So people have different strengths in the way they communicate and other, and other people sort of are able to interpret information in different ways. So it's always important to understand not only what you're communicating, but how you're communicating it. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jessica, can you tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? (laughs) Um, I definitely had a lot of mishaps and mistakes happen, I would say maybe earlier on in my um, web developer career. But one one story that probably was a pretty low point for me was um, I was working on a redesign of a client's website. And we were using Git for our version control as we normally did. And I don't know if it's too technical, but I was working on like a branch just for the redesign. And for some reason, I don't know what I was thinking, but I wanted to delete that branch maybe rename it or something. But in my ignorance, I deleted it. And I also deleted it from the origin. So I just had completely deleted like two weeks of work and I was unable to retrieve it. So I, yeah, yeah, I started, I was probably panicking quite a bit. um, But the good thing is that I talked to my coworkers and one of them was actually able to get the branch restored by talking to, to our host where we were hosting our repository. So everything was restored. It was all good. And, you know, I learned the important lesson of, you know, don't delete stuff off your origin <laughs> if you're using Git. Yes. Um, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> but, obviously backups are a useful thing to have, aren't they? So yeah, when those, those things do happen. Um, and yeah, and it's, it's a simple mistake to make sometimes, but, uh, yes, I can see why that may have been a bit of a scary moment. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, I think one, one thing that I think was good was that I didn't just stay quiet and just try to yep. remake all the work myself, but I did mention it. I did bring it up to my team um, and they were able to fix it. And so I think it's okay to make mistakes. Um, it's not okay to sit on a mistake and have a deadline be affected. So absolutely. I think the wor- yeah, the worst thing you can do <laughs> is just try to either try to fix it yourself um, and take far too long to do it or yeah just just try and not not to raise it as an issue that that probably be the worst thing to do but yeah it's it's as you say the, the right thing obviously is to make sure that people are aware straight away um and give you the the best opportunity and chance to actually restore um 
back to the uh, starting point. <laughs> but yeah, good. Okay. Um, but in terms of your, your career, I'm sure you've got one or two highlights. Could you maybe give us an example <laughs> of a highlight? Um, honestly, I would say that my highlight so far is being able to actually quit my full-time job as a developer in order to, you know, focus on YouTube and other content creation stuff. Um, you know, I'm still yeah. obviously coding every day pretty much, but you know, now I'm teaching other people how to learn coding as opposed to, you know, working for a company and that kind of thing. Yeah. So by, by doing that, I mean, we, t- we touched on it earlier, but you, you, you're able to sort of engage and build your own community as well, presumably. Yes. Yeah. That's been extremely satisfying. I would say, um, I just really enjoy helping people understand something that they didn't know before and also helping people, you know, change their career. And it's kind of mind boggling to think about, but I've actually gotten, you know, messages from people saying, Hey, like, I just wanted to say you helped me like get a job as a web developer and change my career. And I was doing this other thing before that, you know, wasn't earning a lot of money. And so just being able to be a part of someone's story like that, that's so transformative is just very, it's kind of humbling, <laughs> but it's very cool. Yeah. As you say, very rewarding in terms of, you, you know, what you're doing actually makes a difference to somebody else's life. That That's great to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And what excites you about the future of careers in IT in particular? So are there sort of any sort of technologies or <laughs> any any sort of concepts that you find interesting and you think there's definitely sort of a future in that particular area? Um, one thing that I've noticed recently is that there are a lot of developer advocate roles just kind of popping up, uh, which has been really interesting. Um, and from what I understand, developer advocate or developer relations, I believe is what it's called, is you're basically a content yeah. creator for a specific company. Um, and I think companies are realizing now that they're a really effective way to get, you know, word out about your product or whatever the company is about. And so they're actually hiring teams of people who, you know, you might be making YouTube videos or tweeting or writing blog posts about um, the company, the company's product. And so it's a really great way for people who are, you know, who are web developers who are maybe interested in more in that educational angle. So that's something new that I've seen that I think is really cool. Yes, I, th- I think you're right. I mean, I've, I've interviewed a, a, a few people on the podcast who are developer advocates. Um, mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it's, it's a lot of it, as you say, is about presenting at, at conferences, writing books, doing blog posts, you know, all those sorts of things to, to help promote their company and what they do and maybe different technology stacks and, and so forth. So it, it's certainly an area that, that lends itself to those who like to be a little bit more creative, perhaps. So yeah, I think that's a great area to get into if that's the sort of thing you want to do. But are, are there any sort of technology areas that you think are of, of interest? Um, I write a lot of SAS for my styles. Um, so SAS is like a preprocessor for CSS. Um, and it's just been really cool seeing how CSS itself has evolved to sort of take some of the features that SAS had and now they're kind of native to CSS. It's kind of like how, you know, jQuery had a lot of features that, you know, originally JavaScript didn't have. That's why you needed jQuery. And now JavaScript has, you know, these native things that um, make it so that you don't necessarily have to depend on jQuery to do things like that. So it's been just really interesting to see how CSS has evolved and changed. Um, 
for example, you know, SAS variables, that's a really big thing that I've used. And now CSS has CSS custom properties or variables. That's pretty much what they are. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's been really interesting to see things change, you know, the longer that I'm working in this field. Yeah. And, and in terms of obviously the, the videos and the tutorials that you produce, uh, how, how do you keep on top of things? How do you, you know, look for the next topic that you want to provide a tutorial on yeah that's definitely it's a constant constant thing you have to think about um i think what i personally don't try to be myself on the cutting edge but rather i'm okay sort of i'm okay not being the first person to make a video about some up-and-coming feature um so i will follow you know podcasts like for example syntax fm with west boston scott Tulinski. that's like excellent for developers such a good way to keep track of new and upcoming trends because they are really good at um, staying on top of, of what's new. Um, and then I also follow dev Twitter um, as much as I can. I try not to spend too much time on Twitter, but it's a good way to, to see what else um, people are working on. Um, and then also blogs like CSS tricks or smashing magazine. Um, those are, those are other ways that I think, um, you can use to 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 try to follow trends as as closely as you you choose to. Sure. Yeah. Good. Okay. We're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Sounds good. Let's do it. So, what first attracted you to a career in IT? Yeah. So, I have always been interested in computers and websites and stuff. Um, I actually taught myself HTML and CSS when I was in middle school to build um, GeoCities web pages. I'm kind of dating myself here. Um, and I also ran a BBS, Bolton Board System. This is this is back in the days of dial-up before the internet was around um, in high school. So I, I think I've always been kind of interested in tech and in computer stuff. And I just really always liked being able to build something and you sort of see the final product on the computer. Um, and it, it feels tangible, which is kind of ironic since it's a digital entity, but it's really satisfying to, to work on something and then being, being able to see the final product. Yes, indeed. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? Um, I would say this is more for the content creation side, but like before I started Coder Coder, I did a lot of research. I would read blogs and listen to podcasts from people who were already doing that. And um, I think the best piece of advice that I heard was always keep your audience in mind. So, you know, either you're solving a problem for them and educating them or you're, you know, entertaining them. And I say that because, and this is something I struggle with myself, but it can be really easy to fall into this habit of trying to make content that you think the algorithm will, will like, whether that's YouTube or Instagram, other social media. But you know, it's kind of a, it's like a secondary goal. It, it Focusing too much on that can kind of lead you away from your primary goal, which is supposed to be, you know, helping people, um, helping people who are trying to to learn from you. So yeah, just trying to always keep the audience in mind. That's very true. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. I think it can be a bit of a distraction, can't it? When you start talking about, as you say, the algorithms and trying to obviously make you know, your, your content suit the algorithm as opposed to solving the problem that somebody's looking to uh, to find a solution to. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's yeah, loading loading and reloading their analytics can sometimes lead you down a rabbit hole that's not great. 
<laughs> yes. And what is the worst career advice you've ever received? Um, so I don't think I've ever gotten really terrible advice from, you know, someone who's like in a mentor type role in my life, but someone did once tell me that I should be a teacher. And when they said that they were thinking like a school teacher and at, a, at the time, I remember not being interested in that, like at all. Um, you know, I have a huge amount of respect for teachers, especially nowadays. I think it's a very, you know, difficult and thankless career sometimes, but I just know that personally, that would be a terrible fit for me because I'm like really introverted. Um, I think it would just be not, yeah, not not great for me. Um, but the teaching aspect, I do like. And I think that's why that person mentioned that to me, um, that I would be a good teacher. So it was, it was really just a matter of finding the right venue for the teaching. And I found that with helping people on YouTube. And so I think, yeah, it's just been a really great um, career fit for me. Yeah, yeah, very much so, yes. And if you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? Um, I'm not like I'm not too big on regrets in life, but I would say that I do sometimes wish I'd got into tech a little bit earlier. So even though I have been doing, you know, website stuff since I was young, it actually didn't occur to me that I might enjoy it as a career until like I was in my late twenties. Um and I just kind of spent most of my 20s working in office jobs because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life at that point. Um, and so I sometimes feel like it wasn't maybe the best use of my time. But, you know, honestly, I can't say that I regret it because, you know, things have worked out pretty well for me in the end. Um, I think sometimes, you know, going from point A to point B, as much as we would like it to be a direct line, you know, sometimes we have to take a more roundabout route. And I think that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Yes. You, I mean, you are the sum of your experiences, aren't you? Mm -hmm. And, and it's what suits you. Uh, and, and as you, and you've demonstrated that you get to the point where you find what you want to do, what you love and, and on off you go. So yes. <laughs> and, um, what career objectives are you currently focusing on? Right now I'm mainly working on trying to get coder coder to be financially sustainable. Um, cause right now I have not matched my previous developer income yet, um, hopefully someday. But right now I'm working on a course that will teach people how to build a front end website, website from scratch. Um, yeah. And so, you know, this is building websites from designs is basically what I spent years doing in my career as a developer. And so I, I do feel like this is an area that I can help people. So yeah, so that'll hopefully help out with the financial part of things and also just being able to interact with my audience on maybe a closer level for the people in the course. Um, and that's the main goal other than that, just trying to, you know, keep creating fun and fun and useful videos on YouTube. Good. Okay. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? <laughs> um, I would say that I'm pretty good at anticipating needs. So this is mainly back when I was working in advertising and stuff. I think, I think I'm pretty good at sort of anticipating what we would need to have in order to say launch or deploy our website. Um, just making sure we have all the assets down, being able to, you know, raise flags of, Oh, Hey, we need to make sure we have, you know, this image set up because it takes a server a while to, cache and show the new image when we when we upload it to the server um so just things like that and just kind of being able to support you know the project manager as much as possible so that we have a successful launch okay 
And what do you do to keep your own career energized? Um, I yeah, I just try not to. I think I try not to let things stagnate too much. So you know, tech is always changing constantly. So I I just in general try to not. I never. I try to never stop learning and you know trying out new things and just making sure that I'm um, experimenting with different things as opposed to you know resting on my laurels and just putting out the same kind of video time and time again. Um, just making sure that I keep things fresh and always try to help help my audience. Yeah. Do, do you? I mean, it's interesting to know. <laughs> do you watch other people's videos and see what they're doing? I do sometimes. It's kind of like. I'm a little bit ambivalent about it, to be honest. Um, not not because I don't like watching other people's videos, but I'm sort of afraid of copying someone else's video idea, like by accident. So I sort of stay away from that for for that reason. Okay, fair enough. Yes. Um, and what do you do in your spare time away from technology? Um, in my spare time, yeah, I try not to have screen time twenty four seven because I think that's just I've done that, and that's not very good for my well being. But I think recently I've been trying to spend more time in nature. So like um, going camping with my husband and just like taking walks outside. And I think in general, trying not to just be staring at a screen, even if it's my phone um, all the time. Yeah, you do need that sort of away from screen time, don't you? It's, it can be a bit <laughs> too much. And I think you need that sort of mental break as well, don't you? So oh, getting sure. out in the fresh air, going camping, it's ideal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that, that helps a lot, I think. Yeah. And Jessica, can you share with us a parting piece of career advice? Yeah. So I would say, you know, whether you're trying to be a web developer and learning how to code on your own, or if you want to be a content creator and, you know, make videos on YouTube, I would say just try to keep in mind that big life goals like that are a marathon and they're not a sprint. Um, I think kind of like we said at the beginning, you know, don't get discouraged if you're not seeing the results that you want right away. You know, when I when I originally started Coder Coder, like I was like, I want to do this full time, even in year one. And, you know, it's been four years since that point. And so it, things things like that just take time. But hopefully if you're enjoying it, you're you're having a good time. Exactly. Yes. And Jessica, where can we find out more about you and connect with you? You can find me on YouTube. My channel is called Coder Coder. And then I'm also on Instagram and Twitter. And my username in both those places is The Coder Coder. And my blog is at coder-coder.com. Brilliant. Jessica, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's been great chatting with you. Thanks so much, Phil, for having me. Hi, Phil here again. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with today's guest. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e and the number of the episode you've been listening to. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do so that you get episodes automatically downloaded to your device every Monday. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.